PH presents Movies That Matter. Oh, what's up, everybody? It's me, it's me, it's the J-O-B. As always, I'm here with my co-host. The superstar James Starring, the guy that makes the ladies scream until they cream. The legendary creaming. Yeah, the the um, COVID creaming. Yeah, man. How much creaming has been going on since COVID? Uh, it's actually picked up. You're working like 90 hours a week. <laughs> yeah, and and creaming a lot too. So it's uh, the filling station has a line, I can tell you that. But everybody's six feet apart. So we social distance at the filling station. You're adhering to all the government laws and Absolutely. rules. Absolutely. That's good yeah. to know. The last thing you need is some kind of violation or ordinance at the filling yeah. station. Yeah. I don't need people posting pictures on social media where we're not wearing masks or six feet apart or any of that crap. So we're we're abiding by it. I don't I don't need negative attention. I mean, right now, you know, times are rough, but you know, they're also flourishing in some ways. So it's good. So you're wearing a mask while the the girls are yeah, crying? absolutely. That's probably good. That's probably a good yeah. Call. You never know. I mean, you never know who has it or who's breathing on who. You know. So as long as I wear that mask, I, I feel like I'm protected. Yeah, the girls who are going to your filling station, I feel like I'd be wearing a mask. <laughs> on <every part> of <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> what have you been doing? How's the COVID life treating you? How's how's your building doing? Well, my AC's out again, so it's 82 degrees in my apartment. You think it got COVID in it or what? Yeah, I think the AC unit got COVID. Uh, That's a shit. Yeah, it's just terrible, man. I mean, it's 82 degrees, you're dying. Yeah, I heard it thrives in cold air, so it eat up that AC, I guess. Yeah, well, that's good news. I don't have COVID in this apartment, I can tell you that. <laughs> but other than that, it's, I'm going I'm good. I'm just ready for normal, man. I, they just told me that I'm not going back to normal work schedule till June now. So it's just terrible. What do you think the normal – I mean, normal's changed. Whatever normal was has changed. No, there's no such thing as normal yeah. anymore. It's hilarious because you remember, like, before this all started, your brother was like, we're going to be living in a different reality. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I made fun of him, but he's right. I mean, he's not like, he wasn't right. What he, he said like millions and millions of people are going to die. That's not true. But well, it's not over. He's right. <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't think that's going to happen, but they, he's right in the sense that I don't think like what we consider normal is ever going to be the same. Yeah, it'll be different. And we're a little older than, than that. There's just another generation that's experiencing this that that doesn't have like life experience, you know. So we at least have like life experience and then had to pussies. deal with it. They're what? A bunch of pussies. <laughs> bunch of slack jaws. Yeah. No, I mean, it's going to be rough for a while. I mean, I, I can't even like when they're like, okay, everything can open, like it's not going to be normal. You're not going to be able to go out. Yeah, and then people are going to be weird. Like, my thing, like, so there's good side of it. You can look at the flip side. Like, hopefully bathrooms and shit will be clean and people are going to be 
you know, taking care of themselves when they're in public and wiping up and all that shit. But like people are going to be weird. You have like the germaphobes and you have one side that's going to go too far. And then you have another side that's going to go too far about the not caring. So maybe it's just going to be the same either way. When this is all done, people are still going to be fighting and screaming at each other on Facebook. Yeah. Well, that's all people yeah. do now. So. But I mean, social media is probably the worst thing that's ever happened to this. Country. Do you think it's like an illusion of like I don't know? <laughs> you guys have to Travis that. <laughs> no, it is. It's awful. But I'm glad you're healthy. You know, your building's healthy. People have been breaking into my building and stealing bikes. So I've got pictures of them. So if I see them, it's going to be a big boot to the face. After <laughs> man, I just. I just listened to a podcast about how in LA all the homeless people are stealing. They're bikes. stealing bikes, yeah. Using this currency, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was okay with homeless people, and now fuck them because they're stealing bikes. <laughs> yeah, well, speaking of homeless people, let's talk about this movie. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> because whoever made this movie is homeless now. Well, um, yeah. So last week. <laughs> Last week we did Shark Attack Three, which uh, we covered in depth, and a lot of, a lot of people loved it. Yeah, and huge uh, hit, huge hit. Yeah, and I ended the podcast by saying this is probably gonna be the worst movie we ever do. Uh, Turns out I was wrong because way wrong. This, yeah, the movie we're doing tonight is has to be the worst movie we ever do. I, I can't imagine watching a worse movie than this. I don't know if there is one. I don't, I mean, I have no idea, but I can't imagine what it's like. Like 20 minutes into this movie, I had to start drinking and I've been sober for a week, two weeks almost. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, I would watch this movie and be like, God, how much longer is left? And I'd pause it and say like 48 minutes. And then I'd watch for what felt like another three hours and I'd be like, God, how much is left? And say 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Because the whole movie, it's like, it's basically a lot of things that don't make sense and then creeping. Like, everybody's always lurking in this movie. Yeah, they could have cut out, like, 30 minutes of this. Like, there's just so many unnecessary, like, people running through a hallway and... Yeah. But anyways, the movie we're talking about is uh, the 1988 horror film, The Destroyer. <laughs> uh, stars Lyle Alzado, and the reason. So the reason we picked this movie basically is I think we've mentioned this before, but where me and Jamie are from, Blue Ridge, Georgia, it's uh there was a like local video store called Theater Time that everyone went to. Greatest video store I've ever been to. Oh, by far. We didn't have like Blockbuster and all these like chains. It was just a local spot. Um, but they had a million old movies. Like there was one row of new releases, but then there was like a whole, I mean, the store was humongous and it just had all these old VHSs from like the eighties and you could rent five movies for five days for $5. Incredible deal. Yeah. Five for five for five, which we did all the time. Yeah. And we... We would go into these old movies and just search and sh- and search, and we would look. I-, I feel like a lot of times we would just read taglines on the box and just grab them. <laughs> yeah, and 
if the tagline made us laugh, we would rant it. Yeah. And watch the movie. And it just so happened that one day we picked up this box that said the destroyer. And we both know who Lyle Zato is. He's a football player. Yeah. A and, hilarious football player for yeah. the Raiders. Yeah. And so we're like, oh, this seems cool. But the tagline said 3,000 volts couldn't kill him. It just gave him a buzz. Which to this day, I feel like is the greatest tagline tagline in movie history. Yeah. <laughs> it just amped him up, you know, for whatever it is he's doing. Because we have no idea what he, you know. All we know by looking at the cover is that he, I assume he's the destroyer. Yeah. So whatever he's going to do, he just, he just destroys the entire time. Yeah, he definitely destroys. But so. We were definitely, like, this is a movie we've talked about forever and ever based off that tagline. And we thought we would check it out for the podcast. And I don't know if it was the best decision, but yeah, <laughs> we, uh, we made it through. It's also almost impossible to watch. You have to download an app I've never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't even find it on, like, I tried to get it on YouTube. I tried to rent it on YouTube, which I had to create a YouTube account. Um, I didn't know you could even, I had no idea you, people have YouTube accounts or whatever. Like, I guess that explains why I subscribe to people on YouTube now. All right. It's come full circle right now, actually. But, uh, I created one and, and tried to, to rent it for a dollar 99. It was 12 99 to buy it. Yeah. Can you imagine if you bought this movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd just be sitting there collecting dust, man. It was terrible. But, um, yeah, I, I I don't even know if I want to recommend that people watch it. We can just tell you about it. Um, I think everybody should go through what we went through. Just if you're a, if you're a diehard listener, watch it. Yeah, I mean, I had to watch it on Tubi, which I guess is an app. T U B I. That's what I had and to end up watching it on. Yeah, and you had to. They had commercials in between it, which was <laughs> super annoying. Also, like, there's nothing in 2020 when like. Especially like COVID, I've been at home so long and I'm just binge watching all these shows. Like I don't even watch regular TV anymore. And like having to sit through like two commercials for like 45 seconds feels like torture. I mean, advertisement these days, I, when I'm, I don't have cable. I haven't had cable in years. But when one pops up on my phone, like if I'm trying to watch a video or something, it almost causes me to have an aneurysm. Yeah, it's like a nightmare now. Like I almost pass away. And when I, I grew up where like you liked commercials because you had to pee or you had to run to the kitchen to grab oatmeal cream pie during Monday Night Raw, you know, like you don't leave the TV until a commercial. And when you commercial came on, you were stoked because you could run and do like maybe two things. And then if you had to shit, it was... You, you know, it was, you had to hope for the best. You had to hope you didn't come back and miss something. Yeah. I never, growing up, I never remember, like, commercials being a big deal, but. Nope. They, yeah, I never remember them. Like, like I said, I was stoked about them. Yeah. It's crazy. But, um, so, yeah. So, anyways, the Destroyer signed Lyle Azedo. He's, uh, like you said, he played for the Raiders in, like, the 70s into the 80s. He won a Super Bowl with the Raiders. Um. He was, I think he's most famous for, right before his death, he did a lot of interviews about how steroids basically ruined his life. Yeah, he was. And uh, he ended up getting a brain tumor and dying of that. 
he was like an NFL rebel too. Like they interview him and do all these things, but he would always flip people off in the pictures and yeah, he well, was, he's just roid raging. Yeah, he was. Uh, he, those that seventies Raiders teams were just fucking badass dudes. Yeah, John Madden won a Super Bowl. They won a Super Bowl in that nineteen eighty or eighty one. I can't remember. Yeah, maybe it was eighty. I, I don't know. Maybe what somewhere around in there. Yeah, Lyle's that is huge. He was massive. He spent thirty thousand dollars a year on steroids. This is in the 70s. That's incredible. Yeah, that's insane. It's it's like honestly, he's one of the biggest badasses to ever live. If he spent that much a year on steroids and made it that long, he wasn't even really like this huge muscular guy. He was just like he was thick. Like you could tell he was strong as fuck. Yeah, he basically looked like Paul Bunyan. Yeah. He's just a badass dude. He also had an amazing uh, TV show called Learning the Ropes, where he was a like either a principal or a teacher at a school, but at night he was a wrestler. Yeah, <laughs> and no one knew it. And then it's like a sitcom in Canada, but like a lot of like WCW wrestlers were on it, like Ric Flair and Dusty Rose and all these people. Yeah, it's crazy how. You know, we always come full circle in these podcasts. Yeah, they all connect. It's also crazy that this is our seventh episode, and it's already our second episode with, like, a B-movie starring an ex-football player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stone Cold. If you haven't seen that episode, please go watch it. It's great. Yeah, it Stone Cold is actually an amazing movie. Yeah. That you need to watch this, not so much. But, yeah, so... I, I want to say this is what, like his only movie as a star. He's in like he's in an Ernest movie. He's in a couple other movies, but uh, this was kind of his only movie as a star. And he really didn't even. This movie, I guess, is supposed to be like a horror movie. Yeah, it's your typical. I would describe this movie as your typical like Halloween, movie. like Michael Myers. Yeah, '80s slasher. Not even maybe a slasher, but like a sleepaway camp, like suspense murder film you know there's right. suspense it's there's a shitload of murders and it's fucking lyle alzado is the destroyer speaking of sleepaway campus movie we definitely have to do one like maybe around halloween good movie oh amazing movie yeah but um, yeah so the movie opens up it's they're inside a jail and uh you see a preacher walking through the cell amazing He's going to do like the last rites for this guy. He's going to read the last rites. Does this jail look <laughs> abandoned to you, though? Yeah, there's like no one in it. There's no one in it. And playing hilarious music. Yeah, and uh, uh, Lyle Zeta, who plays Ivan Moser, he's in a cell and he's watching a game show. It's called Wheelers and Dealers, but it's basically Wheel of Fortune. It's exactly Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, they just couldn't use the name, probably. Instead of spinning the <laughs> wheel, you wheel and deal. Yeah, they also ask questions instead of spinning a wheel. Like, once you answer a question, you're able to get a letter. Yep. But he is, like, really into this game show. One of his favorite – it's probably, would you say, it's his favorite show? Oh, if this isn't his favorite show, I don't know what is. Because he is, like, <laughs> intensely watching the show. Staring through the back of the TV. Yeah. And so he's intensely watching the show. And, like, to the point where he's, like, he's squeezing a doll head. With blood on it, yeah, and and this is a theme, a reoccurring theme in the movie, baby dolls. For some reason, he's got a lot of baby dolls in prison. Yeah, I don't know how he got it in prison. Also, the TV is like right by his, like 
every cell has their own TV, yeah. but it's like across the way. It's kind of weird how it's yeah. set up, but it would have been a good jail to go to, though, minus yeah. being there when he was there, I suppose. Anyways, he's super into the show. The preacher's trying to talk to him. Preacher's like, uh, you know, do you want to finish your last meal? So they show this guy's last meal. For those of you who <laughs> don't know, when you get executed. Yeah, so he's on he, he's on death row. Right. When you get executed, you get your last meal, and you can have anything you want. Anything. On planet Earth, they'll make it. What would be your last meal? Man, I'd have to probably have, like, a really nice steak. Like, I do, like, a really nice surf and turf, like steak and lobster, maybe. Steak, lobster, shrimp. Some mashed potatoes. Maybe some french fries. I'm a big french fries guy. You are a big french fries guy. Um, Man, I don't know. I'd have to have some kind of unbelievable dessert. I think. I don't know. It's really. I feel like it's a lot of pressure to choose a last meal. It is a lot of pressure. but I wonder how much time they get. I, yeah, I mean, they got it. I mean, well, I suppose, you know the the sand is is running out of the hourglass but they got to ask him at least i bet they don't just walk in and be like all right dude what's your last meal tonight you know i bet it's i don't know probably a week i don't know maybe it's dependent on whether they like you or not yeah how much of an asshole you are yeah or whatever whatever you did you know you're on death row but i mean i guess when you're on death row though you like that's all you're thinking about probably <laughs> yeah, is your last meal? I what think would you that, have your last meal. Okay, so as much nourishment as I need to be able to die, as as good a shape as I'm in, I probably should eat a lot. So I think, you know, I'm a breakfast for dinner guy. I'm a huge breakfast fan. Uh, as much as I love a good steak or a pork chop or something like that, I think I'd do country fried steak uh, or or chicken fried steak, whatever, with uh, white gravy, a couple biscuits and some extra white gravy, a uh, couple eggs over easy, uh, hash browns, probably just regular old wheat, wheat toast with apple butter. And then just a, uh, just a country boy breakfast from Cracker Barrel. Yeah. And then basically that. And then add in, uh, you know, a big order of fried okra for dessert. That sounds pretty unreal. So you can imagine, like, basically you can have anything you want. Anything. It's named our favorite foods. Like, there's no, they're not picky. But in this movie, (laughs) the the preacher goes, do you want to finish your last meal? And they scan to his last meal. And it is on a cafeteria tray. And it looks like a school lunch. Like, there's this crusty hamburger bun, a hamburger with the most ketchup you've ever seen on it. It's the worst burger I've ever seen. Yeah, it's terrible. And like a couple pieces of asparagus, some mashed potatoes, and then something you can't even recognize what it is. You can't even recognize on the far right what's on that plate. I don't I don't know. I'm it looks like it looks like a school lunch or a terrible school lunch. Yeah, it I don't think he ate it, do you? No, none of it was touched. None of it was touched. <laughs> I don't know when the last time he ate was. No, he just watches the show. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, do you want your last meal? Would you like to finish your last meal? And he says, what I'd like is for one of these motherfuckers to get a B. Guess a B because they're yeah. fucking up. He's, he's mad at him for guessing an R. Yeah, this dude's about to die, and he's worried about this game show. Yeah. so I mean, He's pissed, actually. 
Yeah. So they, they walk to the execution. Like I said, there's a TV at every cell. So he's watching this show as he's walking to the execution. They go into the room. There's like all the family members watching. And even the guards in there are watching this game show. Everybody's watching it. Yeah. It's like the biggest thing ever. So basically it's, if the game show was running man, it would make sense. Yeah. And so he's strapped into the chair. The preacher is like reading him stuff. He's like, you know, do you want, do you have any last requests? You want a cigarette? You know, do you have anything, any last requests? And he's like, yeah, turn the TV around. Like he wants to finish this episode. And he's, he's screaming. He's like a fucking bee, baseball, beaver. The, yeah. word, the warden walks in and goes, faster. <laughs> yeah. I died laughing at that. I died laughing because he said beaver because I'm immature. So I started laughing. And then the warden screaming bastard made me laugh even more. Yeah. What made me laugh even more is he's like Moser started laughing and goes, how about barbecue? Yeah. <laughs> This thing's about to die. He's just making jokes about it. Yeah. <laughs> but And he laughs. He laughs no matter what happens. Yeah, this whole movie. Like, Lyle, all Lyle Isaiah had to do for this movie is laugh. All he does is laugh. You could be ripping his head off and he'd be dying laughing. Yeah. So, at this point, the warden is uh, going to read, you know, what he did, which cracked me up. But... <laughs> so, he says, Ivan Moser, you've been sentenced the electric chair for the rape and murder of 23 men, women, and children. So he didn't say the murder of you know, 10 men and children and the rape of 10 women. He said the rape and murder of 23 men, women, and children. So, so he raped everybody. He uh, yeah, I mean in whatever order he chose to do it, every victim was a rape and a murder. Yeah. Which is crazy. And the warden says, you know, you have any last words? And he starts dying laughing again and says 24. Which immediately makes him better. I thought immediately makes him better than Johnny 23 from Con Air. (laughs) (laughs) Remember Danny Trio as Johnny 23? What a bitch, dude. He couldn't even do 24. Yeah, he also raped 23 people. Yeah, but I don't think he raped children. No, yeah, I'm not real sure what Ivan Moser did, but there's 24 people, 24 families that are bummed out because. Of yeah, that. I also love that the warden here said, "Fry that some bitch." Yeah, <laughs> he freaked out. <laughs> yeah, so they start yeah. the chair, and he's frying, and he's dying laughing. Yeah, and he's, he's getting electrocuted alive by 3,000 volts, and he's dying laughing. Yeah, loves it. Yeah, and, uh, they it like blows the power out of the prison. Yeah, overloads, overload. The preacher comes up, takes the hood off of him. He's like bleeding everywhere. He's passed out. All of a sudden, he wakes up, grabs the preacher by the throat, throws him through the observance window. Yeah, where and nobody grab, grabs the executioner, who's a woman, and holds her up by the throat. And, like, I couldn't really hear what he said. I put my, like, closed caption on, and the closed caption said, 23 preachers and bitch. <laughs> so, he he does call everyone saying, a bitch in this movie, no matter. He says bitch. That's this uh, most 
frequent yeah. word, right? I think what he said and it didn't pick it up was twenty three a preacher and a bitch. Yeah. Is what he was saying. Yeah, which he didn't count right because he already said twenty four. Unless if twenty four was the anticipation of murder and the preacher. There's no yeah. way to know. Now if the movie ended right here, it'd be a pretty good movie. Like this scene, I like this opening scene. It was pretty good. Yeah, it's intense. You know, I mean we know that twenty at least twenty five people are dead, maybe twenty six. Um, and this is in five minutes. Twenty six yeah. people are dead. Yeah, but unfortunately, none of that was real because the uh, the woman who was the executioner, Susan, is her name. She wakes up. It was all a nightmare she was having. When she wakes up, the bedroom she's in is covered in pictures of Moser. Covered, like <laughs> there are like like articles up everywhere of Moser. Yeah. And she starts ripping them down. And she's like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm having nightmares or whatever. Or no, the boyfriend, who's David, goes, did you have another nightmare? She goes, I had your nightmare. Stupidest <laughs> fucking thing I've ever heard. But she is like, I'm not even talking about the character, Susan. The actress is crazy. Like, her eyes are crazy. The way she delivers words are crazy. I think she's on a lot of cocaine. Absolutely. Anybody who did this movie was on drugs. Oh, yeah, dude. Maybe but, she yeah. was on steroids. I don't know. So basically what you can sum up here is like, so David is a writer. He wrote a movie. And they're doing it inside this prison. And he's researching Moser, who got executed in this prison. He's like an uh, investigative journalist. Too. No, he but he wrote this movie, right? Yeah, he wrote it, but he's like investigating, like he's acting as an investigative journalist. He's getting all the scoop on what happened. Yeah, and he's researching Moser, which I don't know why, but that's why all that shit's hanging up. And she's like freaking out about it. She's having nightmares. She doesn't like the prison. Yeah, and it turns out like what, like the next couple deals, scenes and stuff, he's researching the, so the riots happen. Like when this, they wake up in bed or whatever, it's what, like 18 months later? Yeah, well, and what happens is they show this news story and they're like, you know, uh, there's a movie being filmed inside the prison. Uh, this prison was shut down 18 months ago because there's a riot. Uh, and like, uh, they interview David about it and he's he blames the warden Karsh. He says that the warden, like, abused the like abused everyone and so once once moser died they had this huge riot and 13 guards and 37 inmates were killed yeah so and they dubbed it the worst riot in history yeah 50 people (laughs) 50 people dead prison riot so you know we see you know ivan fucking wake up and throw the priest through the window so i mean he killed all 50 people right Oh, yeah, for sure. I think he killed everyone. They just called it a riot. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, he they also mentioned in this, like, what really, they're like, Ivan Moser, the serial killer who tortures slaves. So he didn't rape children. That's just stuff that Susan dreams about. Uh, yeah. He tortured slaves, 23 people, including game show host Susan Starr, who's like the Vanna White. Yeah, so she is the game show host on that wheel and dealing. Right. So... Anyways, they get to the prison, and so they like they pull up to the prison. David gets out. There's a taxi there, 
And the taxi driver has a delivery, which is the weirdest fucking, like, why is a taxi driver delivering packages? I mean, that's just sometimes back in the day, you called a taxi, you threw a package in, they dropped it off at a spot. <laughs> that's how it worked. Um, I'm but, not, as an expert, you know, public transportation, uh, you know, I've been an expert in that for years. The uh, public transportation worked in the 80s? Yeah, in the 80s especially, you know, I call a taxi, taxi comes, I throw a box in the trunk, taxi drops a box off, throw him a 20 spot, that's how it works. So, but this guy doesn't want to go inside the prison, he's scared to death. So the worst, prison, worst thing he's ever seen is that. He's prison. just waiting there for a half hour, and he drops off a sex doll, basically. It's yeah, I mean, a- it has to be. Well, I guess it's like a it's a it's like a doll that's supposed to do the scene for this star of the show. They special ordered it. Yeah, it's a mannequin. He's he's treating it like it's a sex doll. He's like he picks it up. David does picks it up, like grabbing it by the ass, and he's like, you know, uh, when you have sex with a doll or when you have sex with a dummy, what do you call that necrophilia? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) which is not. That's not what that is. Make her feel like it's way worse. The dummy doesn't have metaphysical property or didn't have metaphysical properties at yeah. one point. <laughs> Which he comes back with a good line when he says that and says, No, when you have sex with a dummy, it's called masturbation. Yeah. Exactly. Is, it's a good thing. Yeah. It is. But so they're filming this movie inside this prison. Uh, we see the we meet the director, the star. Like this is the worst this movie they're filming here is the worst movie of all time. It's actually worse than the movie that it's in. It's yeah. worse than the worse than the, yeah, which is saying a lot. <laughs> it's it's saying the most. But they're filming this movie. We see the director, the actress, and then we meet the props guy who's called Rewire. Yeah, who is like a complete fuck up. Like he messes everything up. He's on the most drugs ever. Honestly, I when I met this guy and like got to know him throughout the movie. He was a he's a perfect GI Joe. <laughs> Rewire is a good GI Joe name. It's a good GI Joe name. He's good. Like he messes stuff up, so there's a little bit of comedy in there. But when it comes down to it, he might can like do some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so we're meeting all these characters, and uh, Warden Karsh comes to the prison. He's pissed off about the interview or the news story. And he's trying to get inside, and we meet. Oh no, we also meet Randall. The uh, I don't. I guess he's a janitor. It's Russell, I think. Is it Russell? Oh, or Russell. Ra- it's Russell. Russell. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, Randall would have been an acceptable name actually as a janitor for sure. Yeah, I think he's the janitor, and he's like, yeah, he's like sweeping, but he's like just pushing this rat around with a broom. Yeah, dying like, laughing. He's super weird, and yeah. they he's they old walk- as shit. Yeah, David and Susan walk up with that doll, and he's like, oh, look at that. He's like, does it have uh, tits and everything? Yeah. Creepiest thing you could say about that doll. (laughs) And uh, Which, why didn't he, at that point, that's so weird to ask, why would you just say everything? Like, the only other thing it could have is a pussy. Right? I asked that all. I guess he wanted to fuck it. I mean, does it have tits and everything? You you just gotta go. I don't I don't even know what you said. Does it have tits and a vagina? Yeah. Can you? He should have just said, "Can you actually fuck that thing?" 
Yeah. Is it loaded up or is that is that one come loaded? Fully loaded? <laughs> is that one full is that <laughs> what I don't know. Yes. Yeah, so I got all the gadgets. <laughs> but yeah, so Warden Carr shows up. He's pissed off. He wants to talk to the movie people. Um and he goes back. So this is the first print I've ever seen with like a back door gate. What is this? Explain this to me. Yeah, they don't have like a front office. Like he, everyone goes in through this one door. And the door to the prison, like the door to get inside the prison is like a prison door, like a cage door. Yeah, it's like a, the gate rises up and you walk in. It's fucking weird. Yeah. But, yeah, so he's pissed off. Um, uh, let's see, where are we? So they, <laughs> this movie's so terrible. They, uh, oh, they go into this office and this guy named Tony, I guess he's like the, I don't know, like an intern or something. Yeah, he's like, Tony Baloney. Is yeah, what he is. he's like a younger kid. He's taking Xeroxes of his face, like millions of them. And uh, he just just having fun, just an innocent teenager, yeah, just having a good time, just wasting it, it, you know, supplies. To which they come in with the doll, and he has the same exact question: Does it have tits and everything? <laughs> yeah, I forgot to turn the page on my notes, and I, the warden, w- when the warden walked in and said something, he's like, "Come on, Russell." He was like, I could always kick. He's like, I could kick your ass in. I could kick your ass now. Yeah, he also threatened him, like his job. Like everyone in this movie acted like the warden still ran the prison. There's zero. The prison is abandoned, but <laughs> somehow Russell's is upkeeping it. Somehow Russell still works there, and somehow, like the warden threatened him here. Like you know, when I come back. And, like, it happens multiple times in the movie where, like, I'll tell the warden. I was like, dude, what the fuck is the warden? He's fired. Yeah. Nobody. The prison has been abandoned for 18 months. There's a janitor there who I'm not real sure if he's getting paid or not or who's paying him. I think he's, like, cleaning up from the riot. And he's just getting it, like. Because the warden said something, like, where are the movie people? And he was like, they're on the fifth floor. I, I, I cleaned it all up up there. Yeah, he's like, they're on D-Block. Yeah. Which another guy who said he was on D-Block was in lockup. So, could have been the same D-Block. Who knows? So, yeah. So, we meet all these characters who are making this movie. Um, Susan's walking through the prison. Uh, uh, She sees, like, a piece of paper that just says Malone, which is her last name. So yeah. she pulls it down and a doll comes down and the dolls, it just says, I've been lonely. I'm yours. She thinks this is like a prank. Uh, she yells at Harris. Like her and her boyfriend call each other by the last name. They do. And I thought his name, I wrote his name down as Danny. I think it's Dan- actually, I wrote it down as David the first time, David Harris. And then I wrote it down as Danny the rest of the time for some reason. Well, she calls him Harris through most of the movie. Yeah, Which, so I forgot his name immediately. Seems like such a weird thing to be like in a serious relationship and call him by their last name. So it's almost like they made this movie together, Harrison Malone, and they wanted to be basically they watched Dragnet. 
and they wanted to be detectives and it's like Harris and Malone are like, you know, fucking Murtaugh and Riggs, you know? Yeah. So she's walking through and like Moser, you see Moser's eyes. He's like staring at her like hardcore. It's horrifying actually. Yeah. It's like a close up of his eyeball. And it's like, I mean, he raped her right there. hundred percent. Yeah. So we're back to filming this movie. We meet the star of the movie they're making. It's Sharon Fox. And she's like filming with these guards and she gets pissed off because they're all grabbing her ass. And, and they're stoked about it, which is fair. Yeah, everyone like this chick is getting sexually harassed hardcore and everyone is cool with it. Like <laughs> except for her. Yeah. She's not like she's crying out a little bit, but not much. Yeah, she's not really like enraged. She's annoyed. Yeah, it's like, okay, guys, let's get this movie done. I don't want to be here. Stop touching my snatch. Yeah. She goes, when's the last time you guys got laid? Yeah. (laughs) One of the the guards goes, when's the last time you didn't? (laughs) Which is a hilarious response. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, why didn't he just call her a slut or a whore? Yeah. And uh, the movie we find out is called Death House Dolls. And he is like researching for some reason. He's like, he's talking about how she's like, how can you come up with this crap? And he's like, I didn't come up with it. It happened in real life. So he made this movie based on the riots, but it's like a women's prison movie. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense. No, not a, like it's called death house dolls, but it's about the riot that happened. Yeah, and maybe the only reason people would watch a prison movie in the 80s is because it's a bunch of naked women. Yeah, which we will find out later. That's why they made it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so at this point, David brings the doll to Rewire. The song, he walks to this office that Rewire's working in, and Rewire's listening to the radio, and there's a song playing. It's like a punk rock song, and it's just this guy over and over saying, you can kiss my stinky white ass. <laughs> <laughs> which like rewire is so crazy like he's he's, he's talking, a, i'm telling you he's, he's a good gi joe they're at the electric chair and he's like going off on this tangent about i scraped moser's shoe off the floor and you know moser is like uh you know this character in halloween blah 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 like like the craziest shit he's talking about yeah he's like i found his boot you know uh maybe we'll find the other one yeah, he's like he's like using he's like running the electric chair, and David's like, man, be careful with this. You ever had two thousand volts go through, or you ever seen what happened to somebody with two thousand volts? And Rio just goes, nah. Do you have pictures? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so at this point, Karsh like approaches David and like freaks out on him, tells him that you know like he'll talk like if they keep basically like if they keep asking around because. David's asking everyone about the riots. If they keep asking around, he's going to shut down the movie, which I don't know where the warden gets all his power from, but the warden's freaking out, but doesn't a rewire. They ask him, he goes, some people dream things and say, why not? No, this is late. This is later. Is that later? Yeah. I wrote wrote down that same (laughs) one. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, so at this point, Karsh, Freaks out on everyone, walks away. He's like, I'm getting out of here. Like, he's scared of the prison. And, but on his way out, he has to take a shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, this scene, so, yeah, which is, 
I don't know. Was the basement his way out? I don't know. But also, like, if he's so worried about being there, why is he taking a shit there? No, nah, I'll shit my pants. If I'm somewhere <laughs> I don't want to be and I'm worried and I have to shit, I'm going to do it in the fucking car on the ride home. Yeah. Or at the Phillips 66 down Especially the street. Especially if you, you know, know what, what I mean? happened here, which he had to have known what happened here. Had to have known what happened. So he stops, he takes a shit, he's smoking on the toilet, and uh, this guy walks in. We don't see who it is. It's Officer Moser. Spoiler alert. But yeah. he walks in with a like a like a blowtorch, like a welding torch. Yeah, he walks in with a double tank um, blowtorch. Yeah. And he just starts blowing fire, like the most fire you've ever seen out of this blowtorch. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, he's trying to set Karsh on fire. Karsh crawls through all the stalls, back, like floors, which is gross as fuck. And then he gets like burned alive. And uh, he this, had what's coming. Yeah. Well, yeah. Russell says that later. Um, yeah. So we cut to Susan. I guess Susan is a stunt a stunt woman of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, she's about to do a stunt for Fox, and. Uh, like Susan has the uh, wig on, this red wig, because Fox has red hair. And Fox comes up to her and goes, "Man, don't you like this hair better than your actual hair? <laughs> now, now all you need are tits." Yeah, <laughs> which is a hilarious thing to say because Fox doesn't even have tits. Nah, well, we we would know she didn't show them. Well, you can tell she. Did, I mean, she don't have big enough ones to like knock this girl's tits. Like they had nah, the same yeah. size. They definitely had the same size. So, uh, man, I can't even follow this movie in my notes because this movie is so terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, so at this point, uh, okay, so they're getting ready to fry the doll for the yeah. They're like the doll. The reason they have the doll is because they're putting in the electric chair. They're gonna fry it for the movie. Yeah, they're gonna fry the chick that apparently started like the crazy riots. Yeah. Or whatever. And, yeah, I guess she's like the Moser character. I don't know. Yeah, but, I don't really um, know what they're going for. So they put this doll in, and this is where Rewire, like he hooked up the chair to really fry this doll, which I don't know why that's necessary. And yeah, I don't know either. This but he is said what, it wouldn't fry the doll. He said he, said he, he like put in like a, where it wouldn't fry it as much. Yeah. But uh, this is where he says his quote right before he hits the machine he says some people dream and say why not i dream and say whoa where am i yeah it's the most drugs ever so obviously he he knows his shit about electrical work yeah so he they fry the doll he's like don't don't fry the doll he immediately fries the doll and it's like melting. And his it bro- face is melting. It's not only is his face melting, it's bleeding and it looks like the the people from They Live. Yeah, the inside of the doll has red like blood in it, which is weird. Like I guess they bought a realistic doll. Tits and everything. And uh <laughs> they fry this doll like they use the machine like you'd use it to fry an actual human being, and it just barely melts the doll, but it blows the power out of the prison. It blew the power. And honestly, as a you know, master electrician, something I've done most of my life, 
um, the 2,000 to 3,000 volts that go through there would only blow the power if the generator didn't have enough fuel to kick it, you know? Which has been abandoned for 18 months. It's been abandoned for 18 months. They did say that the city wouldn't like let them use the power for this, so the hospital or the jail has to have a generator. Yeah, had to use a generator. So, if the generator didn't have enough push in it, and it pull, you know, it's all it's all push and pull at this point when it comes to electrical. Yeah. So, the whole crew, because the power blew out, the doors won't open. So the whole crew is stuck inside the the chair room. And David and Susan are outside. Malone and Harris. Malone and Harris. And the rewire is like, hey, you guys got to go to the boiler room and reset the breakers. To which, in my notes, I wrote, to to the boiler room, exclamation point. (laughs) Um, Do you think that when they go to the boiler room, I immediately thought a boiler room brawl, taker mankind. Every time I hear the word boiler room, I immediately think of Taker Room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> boiler Room Brawl. Yeah, one of the most famous matches of all time. And why is the only breaker in the boiler room? I'm not sure. I mean, this is a giant prison. Yeah, it's huge. And the and the and the breaker he's talking about is also huge. It's like the size of a wall. Yeah. So there's no way to know really, but no matter what, they go to the boiler room. Yeah, so they go to the boiler room. When they get down there, they see all these, like, railroad ties or, like, railroad crossing, like, poles. And they're like, what the fuck is this? And they're, like, all lit up. And Rewire's like, yeah, that's what the prisoners make. Like, instead of, like, license plates or whatever. Yeah, they make railroad deals. Yeah. And so... Which is we, clever. Yeah, Rewire's like, you know... So, like, go down here, take this turn. Like, Rewire knows exactly where this thing is. He's giving step-by-step directions without even looking at them. And he's like, hey, be careful. Don't fall in this hole. And at, right after he says that, David falls into this hole. Just He literally climbs down. He descends a ladder, takes one step, and then immediately falls in this giant hole. <laughs> yeah. And he falls into like sewer water and there's all these rats down there. And they're like, he's like, oh man, it smells like sewer water. And Russell just shows up. And Russell's like, yep. that's because it is sewer water. He goes, yeah, it's, this is a goddamn sewer. And Russell goes, because it is a goddamn sewer. <laughs> yeah. And then, to which David says, oh man, you mean there's shit down here? Yeah. <laughs> which I did die laughing at that. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're, they're like helping him out. Russell like puts a rope down and you see the burnt body of Karsh like floating around down there. Yeah. And uh, at this point they get him out and, and Russell like hits this latch and there's a door over that hole. Like why is that not closed at all times? I don't know. Because it's better to fall in than to step through and break a leg. I don't know. When Russell, this movie is so terrible. But you can tell he knows something. Oh, yeah. You can tell Russell. Well, at this point, when Russell goes to close the latch, he looks down and he sees the burnt body, which this burnt body is just like a black, thin. It's unrecognizable. It looks like the skier from Jaws 2 that got blown up in the boat accident. It's unrecognizable, but he immediately knows it's Karsh. Immediately. He says he got what's coming. 
Yeah, he's like, you got what coming to you, fat son of a bitch. And then he smokes a cigarette in bed while watching that game show or something. No, he goes in his office and smokes a cigarette in bed. He's watching the oldest, weirdest show of all time. Yeah. Like from the 30s, before they even had TV. But uh, <laughs> David, at this point, David's taking a shower because he's in shit water and his girl comes in and they're starting to have sex. It's not as good as the shower scene from Shark Attack 3. I know, dude. Harrison Malone. This is finally when like, I thought the movie, I'm like, all right, sweet. Going to see some titties. Going to see a shower scene. Uh, I mean, it was goddamn awful. Yeah, it's terrible. So we go back to the movie they're making. Um, this movie is so terrible. <laughs> and the director is like giving all these directions to Fox. You can tell like the director and Fox are banging. And uh, Dave and Susan are goofing off. He like proposes to her nonchalantly. To which he says, uh, you know, we should get married. And she goes, well, I think we should live together first. And he goes, we live together now. To which he has no reaction to. <laughs> like, basically, you don't know you live with this guy? Yeah. Um, so, anyways, they, uh, let's see here. Here's oh, when the cops come yeah, in. The cop, cop shows up on, like, a motorcycle. And he fucks with Russell a little bit. He knows Russell somehow. And he's like, hey, I'm looking for Karsh. Russell's like, yeah, I know where he is. I'll take you to him. So he takes him downstairs. Russell's a bad liar, by the way. Yeah. You can tell something's going on. Well, he goes, have you seen Karsh? And Russell goes, "Uh, he was here yesterday, I think. And then when he's taking him downstairs, he goes, I saw him down here a few minutes ago. Yeah, I saw him down here 10 minutes ago. (laughs) Yeah, which is like. Which he did. I mean, he did. He saw his dad. saw it. So he's not lying. So he goes, there's a bathroom on their way, and he goes, hey, I got to stop and pee-pee, which is always hilarious for me to hear an adult say pee-pee. Yeah, I got to take a pee-pee, especially <laughs> when the adult's not talking to a four-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> so he stops the pee-pee, and the cop's like, you know, what the fuck is taking you so long? And he goes up, instead of just, oh, well, I guess the door is locked, right? The men's room door. Yeah, you, that, that's the same bathroom that, the sheriff got, or the warden got torched in. I'm uh, almost the same it. one he took a shit in. Yeah. Uh, okay. That would make sense. They didn't really show him where he was there, but yeah, that would make I sense. think it's the same bathroom, yeah. Yeah, so at this point, the cop's like, hurry up, man, let's go. And he peeks, like he hears like grunting or breathing, so he peeks, there's like a little hole in the door. And he's peeking through it to kind of see what's going on. And all of a sudden, this arm just reaches out and, like, choke slams him. Yeah, he pulls his gun out first. Yeah, yeah, he knows something's up. And at this point, Moser comes out, and he just starts beating the shit out of his cop. Moser, at this point, looks alive. Like he No shirt. He looks normal, except for every now and then. The, the back of his head looks like somebody scalped it. Yeah, like where you put the thing on for the electric chair, there is, like, a red spot. Yeah. Um, but he's like beating the shit out of his cop. The cop uh, sees his gun like far away, so he starts crawling towards it. And right as he's about to reach for it, a jackhammer comes out of nowhere. Yes. <laughs> jackhammers the fuck out of the gun. <laughs> like, I mean, you want to talk about of all things to come out of nowhere, a jackhammer. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about all you see is a gun on the floor. 
and from the top of the screen, a, the bottom of a jackhammer shows up and just like beats the shit out of this gun. Jackhammers it in. Yeah, so, so Moser just has a jackhammer for some reason, and he's holding it like it's nothing. It looks yeah. tiny in his his he's, arm. Yeah, he's holding it like it's a toy gun. Yeah, he's chasing this guy. He pins him up against the wall. He puts the jackhammer through the cop and then also through the wall. And Russell's on, at this point, you know Russell's a piece of shit because Russell's on the other side. He's dying laughing. Dying laughing. He's like touching the the end of the jackhammer. Yeah. So at this point, you're like, oh, this is pretty badass. Like a a horror villain with a jackhammer. He's going to jackhammer the fuck out of everybody in this prison. Never. Never seen it. Never see it again. Yeah. Never seen anything like it, though. You know, at first, I've never seen anybody murder somebody with a jackhammer. You know, last only time I've ever seen a jackhammer, really, is in Tremors when that guy gets, when he jackhammers a tremor and it takes him around the corner and gets eat up. Yeah. And also, it's on the cover of the movie. Like, the box, (laughs) the cover box for the movie shows Lyle Azeda with a jackhammer. Yeah. Like, it's his main weapon that's what he uses yeah like and then you're like well shit three thousand volts couldn't destroy kill him it just gave him a buzz he's holding the jackhammer so he's got to murder the shit out of everyone with a jackhammer yeah one time this is it one time maybe he couldn't get it out of the wall when it was stuck through the guy i'm not real sure i don't know i don't know what happened yeah i wish i wish it would have been more i'll be honest with you Honestly, I think what happened is the battery ran out because I didn't see it plugged in. It had to be a battery power. It's probably a Ryobi. <laughs> so he just got mad that it died and just dropped it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it had to have been somehow he had a battery powered jackhammer, I guess, or I, I don't know. Okay, so at this point, we're back to filming the the, the worst movie ever. And yeah. uh, Fox is in her chair, like, she's in the electric chair. Not the dummy, the actual fox, and she's supposed to like be pretending like she's getting shot. So she's like wailing around, she's screaming, but the director's like, "This fucking sucks." So he actually turns the chair on. Yeah, and like shocks her, and she like almost passes out, but she's like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "Ah, oh, that's how you get, you know, a good. Uh, that's how you get a good performance live." Yeah, so this chick has been sexually harassed, borderline raped, almost electrocuted, killed, almost killed now for a B movie, a prison movie that nobody knows what it means. Yeah. So she, for some reason, walks up to Russell and slaps him in the face and goes, I'm going to tell the warden about this. Which yeah. Is the weirdest thing to say. Like, why does she give a fuck about Russell? And, and who even is Russell at this point to her? She like freaks out on everybody. She quits the movie. She walks out. Everyone's just kind of standing around. And the director just goes, all right, everybody, that's lunch. Yep. And then he goes, after he goes after that, we'll give you the shower scene. <laughs> Which I was stoked about, you know? Yeah, this guy, who was also, by the way, banging this chick, gave zero fucks that she just quit the movie and freaked out. Nope. And he's all right, everybody. That's lunch, and then after that, we'll do the shower scene. <laughs> yeah, like all he could think about is shower scene. Then it uh, flips over to her being sad in a jail cell, which I guess is where she was staying. Yeah, she has like her dressing room in the jail, but she's like drink. She's like taking shots out of a shot glass by herself. 
And um, David and Susan and their friends, Harrison Malone and their friends, are going to this diner. And their conversation walking in the diner is hilarious because Harris just goes, or no, Malone, or which one's which? David just goes, man, five guys in one week. And then this other guy just goes, yeah, she goes through men like I go through socks. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they're talking about Fox, but it was hilarious to me. I don't, I don't know what they were talking about, to be honest. Yeah. Fox is getting hammered and blacked out. Yeah. And uh, we find out that the cook at the diner is actually the executioner at the prison. Yeah, he was. Fingers. What? Yeah, fingers. And the waitress is like, Hey, Fingers, these guys are filming at the jail. They've been filming for three weeks and nothing's happened to them. And he just turns around and goes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is awesome. So at this point, Fox is hammered junk. She's walking around the prison. She's like, she does this weird phone call thing where she grabs a random phone and just starts talking on it. She's walking around alone in this abandoned prison with five blocks. And she's hammered. And she picks up a random phone and she's like, I'm sorry, Mr. Redford. She's with Paul right now. She can't come to the phone. And then she starts crying and goes, I miss her so much. No idea what that means. But we we do know that there's she's got some inner demons. She's working through a lot of things. Well, she's like in the worst work situation of all time. Like, I really don't blame her for drinking. Like, guys are constantly grabbing her ass, grabbing her tits. She's constantly being sexually harassed. She complains about it, and no one takes her seriously. Her boyfriend slash director of the movie just tried to kill her in the lecture chair. And she says that, you know, she's like, I have to do this, you know, when I don't have big gigs to make money. So she has to do it. Yeah, the warden was like, I love your movies. He's like, why are you doing a movie like this? And she's like, I have to do it for money. So she's obviously in a bad spot. Yeah. So she's walking around. Uh, She opens the doors of Moser, or I think it's Russell's office. And, and Moser's there. Moser's watching TV, chilling. Just minding his own goddamn business. Yeah. And at this point, we see Moser's face, and now he has zombie makeup on. Yeah, out of nowhere. And it's like when he was fucking with a cop, he didn't have it. No, he looked normal with yeah. no shirt, just normal. Like, it looked like he was about to suit up and go play for the Raiders. So Fox runs, makes a run for it. She runs into Russell, and she's like, please help me. She has no idea that they're together. And Russell's like, come on, you've been waiting to kiss me all week. Which is like a weird thing to say. Yeah, but that's uh, Russell. Yeah. So now we're back to filming the movie. It's time for the big shower scene that everyone's been excited about. I'm excited about it. Are you? I was super excited for it. Yeah. Finally, and, we get to see some titties in a women's prison movie. Yeah. Which, like, you, for some reason, when you think of, like, women's prison movies, you always think of, like, basically, like, B-porno movies, right? Yeah. It's just a fucking... A women's prison movie should be oppression and shower scenes. Yeah, when we were young kids growing up in the 90s, you would spend the night at your buddy's house, and you'd turn on Cinemax, and that was on. It was, like, some prison, some bullshit prison movie. Yeah. And then that's what's just what you watched, and then you... Did your you went home and tore off to it later? Yeah, no big deal. So, speaking of tearing off, <laughs> uh, did you during this scene? 
No, but it was. Well, I mean, spoiler alert, Moser did. But uh, there were some nice titties in this scene, I will say. Yeah, five naked women, a couple bushes. I enjoyed it. Um, You know, they're fighting in the shower, and I'm not really sure what's going on or what they're fighting over. It's not the soap, I can tell you that. I don't know what the scene is, but like so before they start the scene before they start the scene though, they're the Tony is like, Hey, I can't find Miss Fox anywhere. And the director just goes, I'll kill this bitch. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tony's like, I think she really quit. And he's like, I'll kill her for this. Like he's the maddest guy ever. And (laughs) he need like her whole point is to be naked in the shower, right? Yeah, and so Tony's like, should we just cancel the scene? And he's like, yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to cancel the fucking shower scene. Like, He's like, no, we're going to shoot the scene. And he just goes, Malone, take your clothes off. Yeah. At this girl. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And he's like, listen, listen, doll, it's the 80s. Nudity is required of everyone. Nicholson, Streep. He's like, everyone gets naked. And she's like, no, I'm not doing it. Did Jack Nicholson get naked? I don't know who he was talking about. I think Meryl Streep did get naked in the movie. She did. Um, I so I don't know a chick Nicholson like big actor. I don't know either. I, I was I immediately just thought Jack Nicholson. I was like, yeah, me yeah. too. But I was like, there's no way he got naked in a movie. I think he just said some names, like big famous actors at the time. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, like you said, there's just for some reason there's like eight girls like wrestling butt naked not only the butt naked in the shower but like they're all wearing towels on their heads for some reason yeah good for them and they're like legit wrestling fighting and the director is just like yeah come on come on he's like yeah he's like don't be shy don't be shy we're all professionals like really get into it and like as they're filming this scene with all these naked chicks moser is looking through a peephole and just like breathing so heavy like I mean, <laughs> do you think? So do you believe at this point in time that Ivan Moser's at work? Uh well, I mean, kind of, but he's also at home. He obviously lives in the prison. He lives in the prison. He works in the prison, so it's a possibility he's tearing off at work. Yeah, I think he might be tearing off at work. Yeah, we'll talk to. You know who who knows a lot about tearing off at work is the Harris family. <laughs> yeah, they love it. Yeah. And what's hilarious to me, I mean, if you're at work and a bunch of girls are wrestling in the shower, you kind of got to tear off at that point, right? I mean, if you're at work and bitches are fighting in the shower, yeah, you might as well just rip one out real quick. No big deal. No big deal. Get on with your day, you know, maybe a pre-lunch, you know, work back up eating some food and get your stamina back up and then, you know, start moving bricks or building a motorcycle, whatever the fuck they were, train things. So at this point in the movie, we're led to believe that Moser's a zombie, right? Or he's dead and alive. Or he's dead and came back alive. Yeah, he's undead. I think he's undead at this point. But then again... Which brings up the question, tear off. That's what I was about to ask. Do zombies jerk off? No way to know. I've never, I don't know. That's no. a trauma film. That's like Toxic Avenger or something. They never showed him jerking off. He might have just been watching it, enjoying it, but. He's definitely jerking off. Yeah, those noises were serious. Yeah, there's, I mean, if, 
whatever else he was doing, it's he was just jerking off. There's no way. So at this point, Susan is calling. She's going to the prison. She calls Rewire, and we see Rewire hanging from a noose. And she's trying to talk to him, and he won't answer. I mean, this is going on for like two minutes. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Ray Wire just picks up the phone, or picks up the radio. And he's like, yeah, I was just fooling around with this news. Mm. Like, so weird. But as soon as he says that, she radios back to him, and then he doesn't answer. Or So she radios, like immediately radios back, and then we just see Moser in full cop uniform say this is officer Callahan there's a problem in the boiler room <laughs> and he starts dying laughing dying laughing <laughs> which I started dying laughing too I'm not gonna lie <laughs> well it's hilarious to me because the cop who showed up earlier was maybe like 140 pounds Moser is like 300 320 pounds I mean he's, he's wearing this dude's uniform like it's no big deal helmet everything the cop that showed up at the beginning was like Bowers, like little, and then Moser's like me, right? Don't you think? Yeah, that's like a good I would comparison? say that's a good. Yeah, that's a good comparison. All right, yeah, Callahan to Moser is like Bowers to Starring. Yeah, and for some reason he's got his full uniform on, no big deal, glasses, helmet. I mean, he's having a good time playing dress up. And he's got a helmet on. Yeah, it's it's time of his life, dude. It's the most fun he's had in eighteen months. Yeah, he goes, Officer Callahan here. We got a problem in the boiler room, and he starts dying laughing. Like, <laughs> I guess the greatest thing he's ever said. When he just splooged on a wall to naked chicks. Yeah. I mean, he's he's actually having the greatest time of his life with yeah. all this going on. And honestly, I'm happy for him. He's been cooped up for 18 months. So as a villain who kills, has raped children and killed all these people, I actually don't, like, Moser's not a bad guy to no, he's not. He's just doing his deal. Yeah, he gets a little weird at the end, I will say, but he does, yeah. Um so anyway, so at this point he's killed Rewire. She freaks out a little bit. Um we go to the diner, Davis talking to Fingers about everything, and Fingers basically tells him like I did everything I could, like I went max power on this dude and he just kept laughing like he wouldn't die. And and so Dave's like, are you telling me that Moser's still alive in the prison? And he's like, he's half alive. Yeah. So I guess that kind of explains the makeup. So basically, like, half of his body is alive. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, he's half there, he's half not. It, it's cool. Which, by the way, is fucking stupid. But, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, this whole movie's stupid. At this point, so Susan is running through the prison. She goes into the copier room. This was actually hilarious. Tony's head was in the copier like earlier when he was taking Xeroxes of his head. Yeah. But that... only his head was in the copier. Only his head. We saw the foreshadowing come to life. Yeah, it's actually a cool scene. Yeah. And he it was still making copies, which was hilarious. Yeah, well it's... Um, So Susan or a thing like we we we're going back and forth from the prison to the diner. Yeah, so there's this big murder scene. Susan's running from uh, from uh, Lyle Alzado in the prison, but also Harris is, or whatever their goddamn names are, Harris is in the diner, like, interviewing fingers. Yeah, getting the info. And David's like, this doesn't make sense to me. And Fingers is like, why don't you ask Russell? And 
Dave's like, what does Russell have to do with it? Yeah, this is like the big reveal of the movie. He's like, what does Russell have to do with it? And Fingers goes, Russell's his daddy. Which I don't I don't know if they mean like Russell's taking care of him now that he's dead or if he's his actual father. I think it's his actual father. So somehow he went to the jail that his dad was a janitor at? Yeah, I think so, because they act the exact same. I mean, Russell's also crazy, for sure. And the, the way I can tell is their laugh. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. So Susan's still running through. She finds the director. He's tied up in the electric chair. And he's like, turn this thing off. She can't turn it off. He fries. He, like, melts. And yeah. Moser shows up, full cop gear. Remember? Hilarious. Yeah. Remember at the beginning of the movie, I told you, she when she woke up from her dream, there are pictures of Moser, like, wall to wall in their apartment. And she, yeah. She does not recognize she, him at all. She has no idea. Yeah. She gives him a hug. She's like, thank God. I need your help. Everybody's dead. Cops here. Which, by the way, the back of the jacket was kind of fucked up from where he could have got jackhammered through. Yeah. Also, I thought it might have been ripped from him putting it on, and he was so much a bit like fat guy in a little coat. It could be a, it could be that as well. Probably a little bit of both. But yeah, she has no idea who it is, which like blew my mind because her whole apartment is pictured of this guy, and she's like hugging him, crying for help, and she finally because he goes, he like grabs her and goes, look, look what I did for you, and she then she realizes like what's going on. She runs, and he's like chasing her. Uh, David at this point is like on his way back to the prison. So it's because he asked the cab driver, same cab driver. Same guy. Yeah. Can you take me to the prison? He goes, no way. Like, he hates his prison. And he goes, I'll give you $20. And the cab's like, all right, mm-hmm. let's do it. Let's do it. $20 is a lot of money. <laughs> so David's on his way back. Susan's running for her life. Um, Moser calls her a bitch, like, over and over. Like, at one, at one point, he's like, he's like, I love you. Like, I, I want to be together. The next scene, he's just like, you stupid bitch. And he holds her face right next to the dead director's face. Yeah, it's like, it's so weird. Like, he's chasing her, and she, uh, what happens? Like, she can't get out, so he, like, catches her, brings her back to the chair, and he... She jumps, or no, she doesn't jump off the deal. No, not yet. So, at this point, like, she was trying to get out the main door. She couldn't open it because the electricity was out. Or no, I don't know why she couldn't open it. She was moving the levers back and forth. She was slamming levers. Yeah. But either way, he carries her back to the chair. He looks at the dead director and goes, hey, shithead, most men give up their seat for a lady. Yeah. <laughs> and rips him out of the chair. Yeah, dude, which is like great fucking. Oh, life. my God, dude. This is what people in movies today don't understand. What made 80s movies great was lines like that. Yeah, hey, shit. <laughs> so he throws her out. He puts her in the leg chair. He starts doing some weird shit at this point. Like, he's, like, like groping her thighs. He's telling her how he wants to be with her. He's, like, has these scissors. And he's, like, licking the scissors. He puts the scissors, like, on his tongue. Like, a, it's, it's, like, weird as fuck. And Like he's about to cut his tongue. Yeah. And then he goes behind her and starts cutting her hair off and eating it. Yeah. Eats her hair. So now we understand, like, he goes from being like, all right, this guy's fine. Like, he's murdering the shit out of people. But Yeah, I really didn't have a problem with him until he started eating hair. 
And now he's eating hair, so now it's like, ooh, he really did rape kids. All right, I'm gonna pay attention. Like he's weird. Yeah, I was out at this point when he started because not only is he eating hair, but his face while he's eating it is like, like it's just, hair should have been his last meal. It should have been his last meal. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> and you know, it's funny that it's not the rape and the murder that got us to the point where we thought it was weird. It was the eating the hair. <laughs> yeah, it's like how he rapes children. No big deal. No big deal, you know, he just raped and murdered 24 people and then murdered 50 people in a riot, but ooh, yeah, he's eating hair. We're going to have to back off at this point. Yeah, well, Like, like he's actually psycho. Like I said, it's not only that he eats hair, it's the way he is eating hair. Yeah, and he, he honestly ate hair like I would eat that goddamn country fried <laughs> yeah, steak. Yeah, it, it, it was really weird. He enjoyed it, that's for sure. So she somehow escapes again. He's chasing her through the prison. This is what I was talking about. Like they could have cut half of this. Yeah. So you think Him the movie's chasing her close through the to prison being over. took so long? I paused it right here, and it was at an hour and six minutes, and I still had thirty more minutes left. I was like, "God damn, yeah. they're gonna do like it's basically over." He's coming back to the prison. Danny is or David and Harris and is about to save Malone. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right, they could have done this in ten minutes. We could have, as I was thinking, I was like, we got 10 minutes, we're good to go, but no, bam, another 36 minutes. Yeah, so she is running and running and running, he, but it's hilarious because he keeps, like like I said, he's like, Malone, I want you so bad, and he's like, Malone, you stupid bitch, and then he's like, are you mad at me? Like, he's saying all this crazy shit, and David's trying to get into prison, he can't get in, so he puts dynamite on the door. Which he finds in a truck. I assume it's Rewire's truck. Yeah. It's the most hilarious way to open like a like a cage door. Um, yeah. And this is at this is the point where Susan is on the second floor, and he's like about to grab her, and she just dives off. Which she did this earlier for the movie, and she landed on this huge crash pad. She does it this time and lands in a hamper, a laundry hamper. Yeah, knocks her the fuck out. Yeah. So so Moser picks her up, brings her back to the electric chair. Tells her, like, hey, you know, I can write movies because her boyfriend writes movies. You know, I can write you movies. And he's, like, he's, like, got his head in between her legs. He's, like, licking Dude, licking, licking blood off of her face. Like, yeah. it's getting really Which weird. Is... And he just walks through those sparks like Goldberg. Yeah, no big deal. Uh, David's making his way through the prison. Um David sees Moser and this fucking idiot who's, like I said, his bedroom is full. He's been researching this riot for months. He knows everything about this prison. He knows all about Moser's Moser. all over, all over his wall. He knows all about Moser. He literally just heard everything from fingers about how Moser's still alive and Moser's still in the prison. Like that's why he rushed back and he walks up and sees Moser and says, Oh, officer, I'm so glad to see you. Yeah. And this is a, like Mosner just got done looking uh, Malone in the face because Malone goes, why? And Mosner just goes, why not? And starts dying laughing. And Danny walks in or David walks in and see like, thank God the cops are here. I mean, the moral of the story is that the cops are never there in this movie. No, it, it just blew my mind that like they neither of them had any idea this was Mosner. And he goes. He goes, oh, hey, and then, the, and then Mosner goes, this isn't a uniform. 
it's a disguise. And he starts dying last and laughing and beats the shit out of Dan. Yeah, which you think that would be enough for somebody, but even when he goes, it's a disguise, he goes, a disguise for a who? Yeah, like... Like, Dave's a fucking idiot. Yeah, and then he gets the shit beat out of him. Yeah, because he of gets him. shit beat out of him, dude. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. weird that he just got beat up and not killed, but... Either way, I th- while he's getting the shit beat, um, Susan is like MacGyver, A-Team style, like rigging up all kind of stuff. And she loves it when a plan comes together. Yeah. And Lozer walks back to see her. She had rigged the electric chair power to the to the cage. And when Moser walks up, he like puts his hands on the cage. And he looks inside. This was actually hilarious. He grabs the cage. Yeah. He looks inside at the electric chair. And the doll is in the electric chair. With his middle finger put up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Susan has the power hooked up and like lights him up and just rips him, rips him up. Yeah. Dude. And she thinks he's a couple dead. thousand volts, no big deal. Which this was also dumb because like he already survives one electric chair. Like, why would you think he's not dead? Like, yeah. He's immune to electric chairs, obviously. Yeah, obviously. So she runs, she finds David, she's like, it's all, it's all good, we're safe, don't worry about it. They go to a car, which is a car there, and they open it. I'm not sure where they are at this point, where this car I is. I think, what I think, so what I gathered from this is Russell took the, co- like, uh, the warden's car and the cop's bike and put it inside so people wouldn't notice it. Okay. Fair enough, yeah, because he's clean. He's a custodian. He cleans up the mess. Yeah, so and they're down in like the bottom of the basement. Yeah, she. They get in this car. She opens the garage door. She's starting the car up, and all of a sudden, the garage door starts closing, and a hand rips through. It's a soft top, like convertible car, and yeah, old school like Cadillac cop car deal. Yeah, <laughs> she rips through. Uh, Moser's hand rips through the soft top, and we look, and Moser's chilling. He's 320 pounds. He's chilling on top of the soft top. She takes no off. No big deal. Yeah. No big deal. She takes off. They're going like 100 miles per hour. He grabs David and rips him out of the car like David is a Nerf ball. Yeah, like literally grabs him. He's on top of the car, reaches up in front of him, over him, grabs him by the like chest, and just tosses him completely over his head out of off the car like bounce it off the ground yeah it was awesome incredible she this makes her crash she crashes in the wall she's knocked out moser she wrecks to do a fuckload of barrels yeah gasoline they all say gasoline moser's like covered in gasoline um doesn't phase him no david gets up somehow and gets i mean his arm looked like sid's leg he got thrown out of that car like i mean it was nothing. Like he'd been, they were doing 40 or 50. Yeah. Alley. He gets up like it's nothing. He gets on the cop motorcycle. He just starts charging towards Moser. Moser just starts dying laughing and clotheslines him off of it. <laughs> Which, honestly, I'm not going to lie. This is my, that's my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. I was like, what was, he th- what was he thinking was going to happen? He's going to ride to him. And, yeah, Moser's just dying laughing. Yeah. And just clotheslines him the fuck off of it. And this wakes, this somehow wakes Susan up. She runs back into the prison. Well, he grabs him after he clotheslines him off of it and throws him through the back window of the car. Oh, yeah. That's what woke her up. 
Yeah. And so she goes running through the prison again. She runs into Russell. She doesn't know Russell's fucked up. She finds like his lair yeah. with all the dead people. And she's in the like, game show. she's like, help me or whatever. And he's like, uh, what's wrong? Sonny boy playing too rough with you? <laughs> he's like, I know how to show a girl a good time, a really hot time. And then starts like playing with a blowtorch. So she's like running away from him. They fall into that sewer. And Russell's like, I hurt my back. But then he just like freaks out on her. And she ends up killing him. And uh, I hits him with a rock. What do you think his plan was with the with the blowtorch? Like he had to, if he was going to kill her with it, he was going to have to chase her down with those tanks to be able to use it correctly. Russell so was he, trying to get fucked. Like he wanted to fuck Fox. He wanted to rape Fox before he killed her. He wanted to rape this chick before he killed her, but he just wasn't able to. He's just trying to drain his balls before yeah. you know the goddamn his spin around the sun's over. Yeah, he's all about raping. He just wasn't yeah. able to. And then, yeah, at this point, I was so ready for this movie to be over. And yeah. I mean, I feel like I've been sitting here for four hours watching this yeah. movie. Like, God damn. Yeah. So Moser shows up, and Susan has the torch, and she lights him on fire, basically because he remember he's covered in gasoline. Yeah. And he falls back. He's covered in fire. He falls back. He knocks. He goes into the sewer and a tank, like a, a hydrogen or a O2 tank or something, falls in with him and explodes. Just blows up midair. The heat immediately. He was so hot, it blew it up. Yeah. And then it just shows her in the hospital. And she's chilling in the hospital. And a, like an orderly walks in. And it's... It's Moser, and he's like burnt alive, and he's dying laughing. Dying laughing. Rip. He goes, "I got something for you." Rips his ear off and eats it. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, how unnecessary was that scene? And they put yep. it in the movie. It was pretty unnecessary. <laughs> Just hilarious. And this was again a nightmare. She wakes up from it. She's at the hospital with David, who's like dead. He's. But how is Day- Danny still alive? Or David. I don't know how. A, I don't know how he survived getting ripped out of that car. B, I don't know how he survived that clothesline off the bike. I mean, he. Not to mention he got the shit. Moser was like crushing his skull. And into the sewer grates or whatever. And blood was seeping out. Like, I thought he was dead there. I'll tell you right now, the movie ended with her at his hospital bed. I don't think he made it out of the hospital. I don't. There's no way. It had to be. She's alone now, right? Oh, for sure. Which she deserves it. She probably still has nightmares and Moser. Yeah, yes. I mean, she's unfuckable at this point. No, you can't mess with her, dude. She's crazy. After all this shit, yeah. Just, there's no... There's no coming back from that. Long story short, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> we just did an hour and a half on the worst movie ever. It was unbearable to watch. I would, I would give it two out of four beer or two two out of four two out of ten beer just yeah because, just because of the there were some hilarious one-liners i only i'll give it 2.5 and that's only because that was uh you know russell i'll give russell 0.5 and lyle was 802 yeah i mean the opening scene was good the dream sequence how many people died in this movie Actually, not a lot. I mean, everyone from the movie died except for Susan and David. 
Yeah, so basically in, in the lore of the movie. So, you know, Ivan killed Moser. 23 killed, before he got to jail. 50. Then he killed 50. And then he killed the 10 in the room. The shower scene was 10 people. Then Tony and uh, Livewire, whatever his name was, Wired Up, or what was his goddamn name? Rewire. Rewire. Damn, that's a good G.I. Joe name, I'm telling you. So he killed about 85 people. Couple cops and a warden. You know he's got a. I mean he's a seasoned murderer. I would say. Oh, for sure. He's a he's a psychopath. I was all I was on board with him until he started eating that hair. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. When he started eating her hair, the way he ate her hair, like I would eat a piece of fried chicken at Zaxby's when I go back home. <laughs> it was so creepy, dude. I don't even know the headspace Lyle Alzado had to get him to eat hair like that. No, I've actually never seen somebody eat hair in a movie before. No, it was so weird. Yeah, um, I'm actually gonna give it one and a half stars just because I remember that scene. Yeah, <laughs> or one and a half beers. <laughs> this, by the way, this, and I'll say this honestly, this has to be the worst movie we ever do because I'm not gonna be able to sit through a movie worse than this. There's no way we're gonna do a movie worse than this. There's no way. <laughs> I mean, who knows? We, I mean, we can do anything. Yeah, we can cover anything. I mean, we. Could, I mean, this was the worst movie ever made, probably, and we just dissected it perfectly. Yeah, I and mean, this will be the best podcast you ever hear about it. I mean, we know yeah. more than Google. Easily know more than Google, especially now. Um, Google's really dropped the ball these last couple months, but I will say that Lyle Zato did amazing in this movie, and. I want to, uh, I think maybe before we wrap up, we should just do a shot for Lyle real quick. I agree with you 100%. Um, what are you drinking on? Still with that tequila. Yeah, I, I poured um, a huge, and I mean by huge, like, honestly, this is a this is probably a 12-ounce glass of Jameson Black Barrel. And uh, I've drank the whole thing except for about a shot just during our podcast. And that's not counting the beers. I usually don't drink until we start podcasting, but I had to drink while I was watching this movie. I had to also drink. I had to get up. Honestly, all right, calm down, ladies. It's late. You know, I was watching this movie in my underwear with no shirt, just chilling, like relaxing from the day. You know, long day. I had to drive down to Colorado Springs, you know, do some work down there, come back, um, wore out was trying to relax and I immediately had to get up and, and grab a beer and pour a glass of whiskey. Yeah. You have to, if you're going to watch this movie, which I don't recommend, you're going to have to have a drink for sure. Yeah. Honestly, I would just, this is, you know, what's funny. Um, the, the girl that I, a girl that I worked with at road 34, one of my fellow bartenders, um, her dad, she had this movie poster I'm not lying, man. Her dad like worked in Hollywood or some shit and like was a producer on this movie or something. I don't remember what it was, but I'll find out and drop it next week. I'll text her. But she knew what this movie was. I Actually, though, want... like the Honestly. movie is the movie's god awful, but the movie like the the movie cover, the movie poster is incredible. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah. It's like he's getting electrocuted and holding the jackhammer. Yeah, the movie poster makes you think it's the best movie you've ever seen. The movie poster makes you think he's going to kill the Earth. 
with a jackhammer. Yeah, which doesn't happen at all. But no, there's one death with a jackhammer, and it's anticlimactic. I mean, it's cool, but it's like, all right, and then you're like, ugh. Which I don't even know how he was able to tear off in the shower scene after that because it was so anticlimactic with the jackhammer. Yeah, I don't either. They also need to tear it off with that jackhammer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so there you go. Before we uh, say goodbye, I think you have an announcement for next week. Yeah, we should do a shot first. Oh, yeah, I forgot. We're doing a shot for a while. Yeah. Lyle Zato. Lyle Zato, one of the great football player, phenomenal actor. Um, he was taken before his time. Yeah, 40, 42 or 43 years old. Sad. Yeah. Cheers. Um, well, I think we should do two things. I got to make an announcement, um, next week's podcast. So, you know, I don't think even you're, yeah, I told you I had an announcement. I know you're, you may not be aware of what's going on, but I had a, a phone call on Wednesday and it was roadkill. Um, and he's doing real well. And he said that he would be willing to come on and do an interview, you know, a full-length interview. Um, you're good with that, right? Oh, yeah. I love talking to Roadkill. Yeah, I think it'll be a good interview. Um, he said he's got a lot of plans. You know, he's been doing a lot of thinking, a lot of building. He's got some new recipes, um, you know, through COVID. And uh, I guess he's in, in pretty – what he says, he's in, in the best shape of his life. Uh, and he, you know, he's, he has a big announcement to make on that interview. So next week, I think we just do full roadkill, right? Yeah. So next week we will not be doing a movie. It's going to be a sit down ro- uh, roadkill interview, which I know a lot of people love when we talk to roadkill. So we're going to interview roadkill. We're going to catch up with him, talk to him about, uh, you know, how he's dealt with everything going on in the world and, how he's surviving, and like you said, he's got a huge announcement uh, for our show. So it's going to be awesome. Yeah, and this will be, I mean, this is, this will be the first time he's talked, you know, publicly in years. So um, I think he's done a couple happy birthdays here and there for some, you know, close people. And um, I haven't seen him do anything publicly since, um, you know, since New Orleans, I guess. Yeah, I haven't seen – man, I can't I remember last time I've seen Roadkill. So, he uh, – I'm, I'm really interested to talk to him about, you know, just COVID and everything that's going on and how he feels about it because he's kind of a sheltered guy anyway, so. Yeah, and it's – yeah, I am too. Like, he always, he's that guy that always knows what's going on in the world but stays way the fuck away from it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Next week we will be talking to Roadkill and – we are going to start letting you guys know what movie we're doing. So basically at the end of next week's episode, we'll tell you the movie for next week. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We're going to we're gonna decide it on the fly, too. Yeah, that way you can watch it and uh, be ready with us. And uh, make sure and check us out on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Um, Jamie's got a Facebook page coming when he gets time. Yeah, it's in the works. It's uh, I mean, it's about 90% done right now. There you go. So 
Thanks for listening. Do not watch The Destroyer. Yeah, do not watch this uh, fucking movie. Yeah, have a good week. Yep, see you later.